Welcome along to the show tonight. Um, it's a bit of a different show tonight, uh, given that we have got a special guest in with us. Uh, I'd like to welcome Andy Bruce to the studio. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Good. So, um, um, if you heard the end of uh, last week's show uh, and maybe seen some kind of uh, promotional stuff uh, on Facebook, um, Andy is the kind of, I guess you could say, the brains behind Four Below. Yeah, well, say, yeah? brains maybe pushing it. <laughs> um, so, Four Below, um, uh, fairly new um, kind of local artist in the scene. Um, so Andy's here to talk about a few things tonight, but um, uh, I know you've kind of got some pretty exciting news to announce. I have yeah. got yeah. some exciting news to announce. Are we announcing it now? If you like, it's eight, uh, two minutes past uh, So eight. Four Below have been shortlisted for the Open Unsigned competition to and the prizes to win a slot at Open Live this year, so we are absolutely delighted about that and really chuffed. We only found out at, at quarter to twelve today officially and uh, so yeah it was a great timing that I happened to be in here tonight anyway <laughs> uh, so yeah I was uh, really blown away with that it's going to be a tough competition no doubt mm -hmm. I mean um, there's uh, the other shortlists are Crack and Crack yeah. a Gail Cayley trail and mm -hmm. S Mac who is this uh, young rapper from I think he's from Connell or North Connell right. a hugely talented young man he's mm -hmm. just sort of burst onto the scene and uh, you know Crack and Crack have just got this enormous fan base, you know, so mm. um, so competing against that is going to be tough, but, you know, we'll give it our best shot. That's Absolutely, all we can do. yeah. And um, uh, a couple of years ago in the show, we had um, K9 Kevin um, talking about um, yes. almost the same thing. Yeah. Um, and he, he was uh, lucky enough to get enough votes to appear at 2017. Did, uh, so. I remember that competition well. Um, a... I was through my work um, on my proper job. I was uh, involved in that competition, but uh, so I was uh, exempt from entering right. uh, in the past. But uh, uh, yeah, and um, this is AKV one, and I was, uh, you know, he was wanting, he wanted, to, he always knew from the start he wanted to put a band together. So I was really chuffed. He asked me to come along and play bass yeah, for him. Yeah. But this, you know, this all came about after he he won, and uh, there was some sort of crazy rehearsals going on and it was a really good experience you know uh, yeah. but uh, I think for me to get up and actually play my own songs on that stage would just be amazing uh, that's fantastic and uh, obviously your kind of own original material as well which we'll be listening to yes, during yep. the show as well uh, which yep. is great that's, that's my job in the band really is to write the songs yeah yeah I mean essentially the it's, the, the band is a, it's a performance band but uh, it's, the tracks are all written in my I say home studios. Must be a room with some gear in it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but the tracks all written there, and uh, I worked very closely with a good friend of mine for many, many years. And we played in our first band together, Stuart Mason. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just sort of send it all off to Stuart, and he mixes it and masters it. But at that point, we can chop and change the arrangement of the song, yeah. and and um, he does the drum tracks for me as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and so we, you know, he's very much more than just a engineer on, on the tracks uh, mm -hmm. and then once they're finalised um, we sort of I've got a couple of keyboard players and a drummer who I'm sure we'll talk about in, in <laughs> yeah, a bit yeah, uh, yeah. who come in to help me you know perform these live but mm -hmm. the, I guess the, the shtick or the angle for Four Below is um, it is just a bass guitar and drums at, at the heart of it all there's not we, I don't use any guitars on it Right. Uh, it's all created using a bass guitar there's a little bit of piano maybe and some strings mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
but um, so it's your kind of core rhythm section then that's what pretty much yeah I am um, and uh, and you know we can I'll, I'll explain a bit more about the setup later but um, you know using a loop pedal and, and various things we can we can mm -hmm. sort of achieve that big band sound yeah, with just yeah. essentially just a bass guitar and, and a drum kit uh -huh, uh -huh. well um, we have been playing um, some of your tracks mm -hmm. um, uh, over the past few months as well and um, Stuart, I appreciate and Stuart Mason as well um, obviously he's got a couple of other projects mm -hmm. um, over the years as well so um, well known to listeners of the show I'm sure as well yeah so yep. in terms of the open life, what's the kind of next step in the, the process for like, well, now the kind of vote opens and things like that? Yes, the now, vote yeah. opens now at 8 o'clock. So again, timing was perfect. <laughs> uh, I had to keep my mouth shut until 8 o'clock, which is <laughs> pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the um, yeah, it's now open to a public vote, so mm -hmm. I guess it's a popularity contest from now on. Uh, so um, yeah, people can... There's a there's a website they can go on to openlive.com forward slash unsigned hyphen voting which will and then you'll see all the short lists for the local act mm -hmm. uh, and you can vote uh, place your vote and may the best band slash artist win <laughs> yeah. but I really hope it's me <laughs> <laughs> and um, you, you mentioned as well about the, the kind of band there um, you've, you've played a couple of like some gigs leading up to this point as well. Yeah, um, yeah, um, we have done. Um, we it really kicked off with um, Mojo, mm -hmm. uh, which is a small. It's not really a festival, but it's definitely got that sort of festival vibe to it. I tend to call it a festival, but I, I essentially it's a it's a showcase concert for original material and uh, from from bands and artists in Argyle. Yeah, and they cover all genres. Last year we had a, a you know. A, a singer, a solo singer songwriter. We had a duo, uh, Citizen Nine, mm -hmm. who, you, who you know, um, mm -hmm. they're good pals of mine. Uh, they played out at the you know big heavy rock band, mm -hmm. um, and we had uh, the um, a, you know an Americana band right. that played yeah. out at it. So you you know lots and lots of different styles at it. Yeah, and um, was that Middergale? That's down in Ardfern at the Craig right. Village Hall, so yeah. they hold it. Yeah, um, and. They opened for applications uh, last year, you know, maybe four or five months before the, actual, the, the events in October. Mm -hmm. And I, at that point, I'd pretty much written one song as a let's see how this goes sort of a <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, and so I submitted the, the song to them and they were like, yeah, but you, you know, you need minimum half hour set. And I was like, that'll be fine. I'll, I'll make <laughs> sure right I'll be all right on the, I'll make sure <laughs> I'll have done it by then. And then uh, they they called me back a you know a couple of months later and said, "Yeah, we'd like you to come and play at um, Mojo, but also mm -hmm. we'd like you to headline it." Uh, and wow. that was the strength. That was on the strength of the one song "Antidote," which is the first song yeah. I, I wrote. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I was a bit taken aback by that. So mm -hmm. we had some. Yeah, after the panic had sort of died down, we just <laughs> we just cracked on and just. I knew I had to write. I think the aim was six songs I wanted, but we got to five, mm -hmm. just. Um, and uh, it was, you know, it was a great night. Really well attended. Mm -hmm. Really good fun. Yeah. Amazing sound system down there and set up. Right. And, and Matt, who does the sound for them, uh, really knows what he's doing, and it, it just sounded great. But we didn't actually know when we turned up with the setup. I used three amps. I right. got a bass amp and two guitar amps. Okay. Uh -huh. um, and. We didn't really know if it was going to work or not. It was a bit, you know, um, and Matt, who does the sound, he said he was sort of scratched his head for a bit and looked at it. And <laughs> he was wondering where our guitarist was. And right, he said, right, right. 
well, I haven't got a guitarist. And he says, but you've got two guitar amps. And I says, yeah, I'll explain later. <laughs> and once we figured it out, um, we only got, we literally got a couple of minutes sound check, but straight away we just knew that set is going to work. It was fine. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was a brilliant night and it was really good to get up there and play the songs live. And yeah, there was yeah. a few mistakes, you know. There's a lot of pedal switching going on during the tracks and right. between tracks. Yeah, so yeah. You, you kind of mess them up now and again but you know, you get <laughs> it's a live you, performance exactly, though, isn't it? exactly. Yeah, that's what people want to see the kind of the raw material yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but magic stuff and um, we'll we'll play um we're going to play all five tracks from your your ep Excellent. do you want to um talk about the the first track there some kind of future some kind of future was i think it was the second song i wrote i don't really have an, a huge amount to say about this song really um apart from that um the sort of main hook or the main riff in it was was originally meant to be a middle eight and another song that I'd written. Oh, right, okay. And as I kept sort of getting to that point in the song and, and sort of playing through it, I, I kind of I knew, it, I knew it was quite a cool riff. So I thought mm-hmm. I maybe could do something with that. So mm-hmm. we pulled it out of that song, stuck another middle eight in it, you know, yeah. and uh, and just sort of developed that riff into into a song. And yeah, I was pretty pleased with it. It was a really fun song to write. And uh-huh. and when I go into the the studio, I don't. When I'm recording, I always like to do my lyrics last. I write the music. The song was completely musically finished, mm-hmm. and I hadn't even thought a clue about what I was going to sing, what the lyrics were going to be. Mm-hmm. And um, I used the studio at Dumbeg to record my vocals, so I can sort of concentrate on it, get a bit of peace and quiet, and yeah. no, no distractions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I literally went out there with my laptop and a blank sheet of paper, and just listened through the song and started trying out different ideas vocally. And yeah. then when it clicked, I knew that was it. And then I just the lyrics just sort of come out and that was it, recorded the <laughs> lyrics and it was back home in a couple of hours, job done, sent it off to Stuart, finished. Superb. <laughs> okay, we'll have a listen to it then, it's Some Kind of Future.
Four Below there with some kind of future, and we're talking to Andy Bruce from Four Below. Hello. Hello. Hey. <laughs> um, so I was just going to um, ask you, you were kinda talking a bit um, before the track there um, about your kind of um, rig and setup for gigs. So yeah. You've got a, a bass amp and two guitar amps. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I mean, after the, I suppose this goes right back to um, when the signal fires kind of disbanded and I wasn't really sure what I was going to do songwriting wise. I, you know, I was going to give it up completely or, you know, carry on. And I, I, I sort mm. of looked at the, you know, the sort of acoustic singer songwriter mm-hmm. stuff, um, which I've done before. And you know, we put out an acoustic um, EP for the uh, Signal Fires. Our, our sort of swan song was that that acoustic EP, yeah. and we did some acoustic gigs. And I wrote a track called Wounds for that, which mm-hmm. I absolutely love that song. Um, and uh, so I, I kind of knew I could do it, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it. And there's so many people out there do that sort of acoustics, uh, you know, solo singer song. Yeah, stuff. yeah. It's just, um, and then it was actually with my son for his ninth birthday, uh, wanted tickets to go and see Royal Blood. Right, okay. So we went to the, the gig in Glasgow and I was kind of watching them and I was thinking, I wonder if I, you know, I wonder if I could <laughs> do that, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, you know, because the, the sound they make with just a bass guitar and a, and a and a drum kit was mm. just phenomenal, mm-hmm. you know. And he's some player, Mike Kern. Um, so uh, I thought, you know, I thought about that, and I, I didn't really sort of copy them in terms of. I didn't sort of look too much into how he does it. Mm-hmm. He kept that closely guarded secret for a long time. But you know, people photographing his pedal board right. at gigs and stuff. It, it's out there now. It's yeah. you know, online, and anybody can see how he gets his sound. Yeah. But I didn't really sort of want to do that. I wanted to. I just figured it out almost one pedal at a time mm-hmm. you know I knew I had to split my signal into bass and I get a bass chain and a guitar train right chain sorry uh, yep. so I uh, I bought an a, a sw- an ABY switching box which allows me to either have you know the bass line and the guitar line going or one or the other mm-hmm. um, so I did that first and my bass chain goes to my goes through my um, P amp and, and off to the the bass amp and then I thought, well, what does what my guitar line need to do? Well, I need to put it through an octave pedal to, to raise it up an octave. Right, okay, yeah. Uh, and then I need to put it through a distortion pedal. I actually use, now use my amp distortions because um, for various reasons. Well, my amps have got built-in noise gates and it's quite a noisy rig, so okay. um, using a, a separate distortion pedal doesn't really work for me. The, the noise is just unbelievable. <laughs> um, and so, you know, so we go into the... The octave pedal, and then we also go into a harmonizer, and then, you know, and I've tried very different pedals and bought quite a lot of pedals, much <laughs> to my wife's disgust. Uh, and some have some have sold on, or some are just stuck away in the cupboard that you know they're surplus to requirements, and a lot of trial and error. And I guess when you're when you live here where we do, you've you've kind of got to commit to buying it, trying it, and then realizing, oh, that doesn't work, or it does work, and yeah, then yeah. you know maybe returning it or selling it on or whatever. Mm. Um, so. You know, and just as I say, broke it down one pedal at a time. We've got a um, a, a harmonizer and an octave pedal, and then I thought, well, it might be quite cool to have like two guitar chains, so you could sort of deal with your sort of 
like a lot of bands have two guitarists on stage. Yeah, yeah. So then I got another ABY box, and then my guitar chain goes into that ABY box, and then switches to what I would call a lead guitar line, which is my octave above line, uh-huh. and then the same octave as the bass, but through a guitar amp. Um, For the kind of rhythm, yeah, almost, and just to really thicken the sound up. Yeah. Um, and it's changing all the time. There's another pedal I've got my eye on that I am. I'm, I'm waiting for an excuse to buy and you know so it changes all the time but um, playing it live yeah it's sort of getting your head around you know playing the songs singing the songs and also all the pedal combinations mm-hmm. yeah it can be a bit a bit confusing and um, you know when we did Mojo last year it was a bit you know obviously quite nervous being the first time we'd, we'd played it live and mm-hmm. um, yeah there was a few mistakes in the pedal order and the, of things I also put a loop pedal in because uh, I, I, when I recall when I write I, I write a lot of sort of lead little lead uh, riffs, riffs and lines yeah, yeah, and yeah. solos and stuff yeah. so what I what I do is I preload them into a, a loop pedal okay right and and then I just punch them in on the fly mm-hmm. uh, as we're playing and so it's quite important that Dougie when he comes in uh, on his drums mm-hmm. Um, he's pretty talented. He's pretty good. He knows <laughs> what he's doing, but he's quite good at sort of playing at the tempo. He knows the songs, so we don't tend to speed up or slow down when we play live. Yeah. It, it sticks at the the tempo that's on on that's the, kind of preloaded. the EP. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when we punch in, hopefully they just come in and continues on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot going on with pedals and things like that, but it, it worked really well. Um, apart from that song, some kind of future when we played that live. I was uh, just about to punch in the the solo, the lead solo, and that's in the loop pedal. I was just about to punch that in and realised I was had the pedal set for a different song. So we just kind of glossed over that <laughs> bit. And, and, and well, nobody listened. Yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. just went for a rhythm solo. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, like, for kind of people listening to that, you know, you, um, and then maybe kind of people that aren't in the know about that you kind of set up on stage, mm. they would just think it's kind of like a band playing without knowing. Everything that goes in and the, yeah, I mean, the kind well, of pre-work that needs to be done. Yeah, I mean that was that was that was always uh, the the plan was to sound like a big band. Yeah. But essentially, you know, in terms of the process and the songwriting, it's very much a, a solo thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I was obviously you know, I knew I'd be using a real drummer live, uh, and I was really struggling. I asked a few folk, and they did, couldn't commit to it, and for various reasons, and. Um, and I wasn't really sure what I was going to do because mm-hmm. um, Stuart creates the drum drum tracks yeah. for me, and th- they're quite complex. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then it was just I don't even know why I didn't think of him. He's been one of my best pals for years, <laughs> but he lives in Inverness. As Dougie Dougie says, oh, you know, I'll give it a go. And I was like, oh, that's it. I mean, I don't have to think. I don't have to worry about it yeah, anymore. Yeah. That's it done. Because I knew he'd do a cracking job. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, such a Great musician all round, mm-hmm. um, and um, he's a you know brilliant drummer, and he, mm-hmm. he was spot on. We only had one, no, sorry, we had two rehearsals before that gig. Right, one on the Thursday night, we ran through all the songs twice. One on the Friday night, we played through them twice, and then we did the gig on the Saturday. You know, and it, so it was pretty good. And for that gig as well, my wife Claire, who was in the Signal Fires with mm-hmm. me, um, she came along and played keyboards. And right. Sang Fantastic. some backing vocals, so yeah. it was really great for her to get back on stage mm. as well to, mm-hmm. to see that. Excellent. So, um, thinking a bit ahead, and um, if you're kind of successful, um, what kind of setup would you envisage having at, at Open Live? Well, 
the um, I think I would probably expand the band a mm-hmm. bit. I would, when I first set out, I was quite adamant that it, the bass would be the only instrument on stage, sure. short, short of some, you know, some backing keys and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think for an occasion like Open Live, I would have to ask Stuart to come and join me on stage because <laughs> uh, he'd, he'd he'd walk from London, I think, if, yeah, <laughs> if he got the opportunity. It's such a big stage around here. I mean, there's nothing else like it. Mm. Um, you know, it's such a high-profile gig to do, and uh, I wouldn't need the loop pedal. He could do all the, the lead work. Stuart's an amazing guitar player in his own right, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, I mean, I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> do it without him. Sort of thing. I'd have to have him on stage because yeah, uh, yeah. he's, he, as I say, he's much more than just an engineer, and uh, he taught me how to play. I mean, in our very first, we've been pals since we were about thirteen, and yeah. we were in our very first high school band together. Yeah, yeah. We used to re- rehearse in the old pipe band hall. I remember going to one of one of your gigs actually, or maybe two of your gigs actually. It was a couple, probably right. only a couple. <laughs> we were together a long time. We didn't play. There was no much like now. There was no opportunities to play mm. um, anything like that around here. And, yeah, um, that's why so many people just use you know YouTube or Facebook or whatever to get their their songs out there. Yeah. There's still very few gigs. That's why things like Mojo mm-hmm. and uh, you know Open Live giving people. Are maybe you know there's like there's a big market for this sort of trad and modern trad around here, but anything beyond that is really difficult to, mm. to get any kind of gigs. So yeah, yeah, um, and we used to organise them ourselves when we were. <laughs> That's right, yeah. We and that was kids. like the Staffordshire Music Festival, I guess, as well, mm. which is maybe kind of part of the kind of embryonic stage for what Open Live is now. Yeah, Aye. yeah, and I I I I've been to that. I never got the chance to play at it, but I I went to that. Um, I think it did around two years. Yeah, I think it was two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It might have been three, actually. Certainly went to two of them, that I remember. Uh, And yeah, I mean, just getting people the opportunity, even likes of, even, um, you know, SMAC and, you know, opportunities for him around here are going to be few and far between Mm. to play. Mm -hmm. But he's got a great um, YouTube and and online sort of presence. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, there was a gig the other night there, which... um, S Mac played at I think that might have been his, his first gig uh, that he'd done and also K9 and OB were, yep. were at it as well yeah, yeah. Um, and a couple of other acts mm-hmm. um, so yeah I mean things like that are, are good opportunities for uh, genres that aren't really you know maybe just a little out there uh-huh, uh-huh. To, get, to get in and play yeah, in front of people because that's what it, that's what it's all about is mm. playing these songs on stage you know anybody mm. can make a YouTube video and anyone can you know, the signal fires are on Spotify. You can uh, they're up there with all the pedal jams and Metallica's <laughs> that you want. You know, proper bands, but anybody can put their music on there, yeah, really. Yeah. You know, um, so it's such know, a but, great showcase. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But getting getting up there and playing in front of people is for me is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, we'll play um, uh, the next track from your EP now. Um, do you want to say a bit about circles then? Circles. Yeah. When when I first started this project. And I've got my notebook at home, which has got all my bits of lyrics and things like that in mm-hmm. it. On the very first page, I wrote Chris Cornell because I wanted to write something. Not that I ever knew the guy or um, anything. Although technically, I did share a stage with Chris Cornell. Really? I did. <laughs> uh, I uh, I'd gone to see Soundgarden mm-hmm. in the QMU with a couple of pals. Oh, right, okay. Stuart was there as right, well. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we were right down the front, and the support band were Corrosion of Conformity. Right. Yeah. And they did this. I didn't really actually know them that well, you know. But mm-hmm. I, I was 
a massive Soundgarden fan. And they asked, they just sort of shouted out, you know, towards the end of their set, does anybody play bass? And before I'd even sort of had time to process that, Stuart and my pal John <laughs> had sort of just flung me on the stage. <laughs> so I kind of rolled across the stage, <laughs> um, picked myself up, wasn't quite really quite sure what had just happened or where I was or what was going on. Yeah. And the bass player just came over and handed me his bass. Wow. And uh, gave me a pick told me the chords and sung the sort of riff in my ear and then walked off. And the band just one, two, three, four, and off they went. And I just played the song with them. Oh, that was so cool. And I, yeah. I like to think that Chris Cornell was standing just off stage, admiringly, <laughs> watching my performance. But uh, yeah, so technically he's probably backstage and for the next half hour. Who is hour, that but, amazing bass player? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did think about launching into, you know, Slaves and Bulldozers by Soundgarden, but I thought that would be it. Bit, a bit off to do that in a corrosion of conformity set. So yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. Chris Cornell obviously uh, took his own life, um, and I just, you know, I just, I just wanted to sort of acknowledge that they were a huge influence. Stuart and I, Stuart and I again in our high school band used to play many mm. Soundgarden covers, mm-hmm. and um, I just think he was a great artist and um, great songwriter, and just really cool. So. I just wanted to acknowledge that in one way. So I guess Circles is rather darkly about suicide and, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, I wouldn't say I've been affected directly by it, but certainly people I know have been. Yeah. And it just, yeah, I just, just seemed the sort of the right mood and for that song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, sure. So little, my little nod to Chris Cornell is right at the very end and there's a sort of vocal section at the end and I think the sort of third or fourth last phrase or last word is... Uh, Outshined, which is right. the name of my favourite Soundgarden song. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, yeah, it's, it's not a very cheery subject to talk about, but that's that no, was important the, to talk about. That was the the message. I wouldn't say my songs have a sort of narrative or a story, but they mm-hmm. have they have themes, and that sure. was the theme behind Circles. Great. Okay, here it is for Below and Circles.
John McClickish Show on Open FM 103.3. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Uh, delighted to say that we've got Andy Bruce from Four Below here. Been chatting to Andy in the first half of the show. Um, and I was going to ask you about um, kind of forthcoming gigs and if there's anything sort of in the yeah, pipeline. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things. I guess that the, the next thing that I'll be doing will be the showcase for Open Unsigned. Um, so right. part of the... Part of the deal is the the four uh, shortlisted acts uh-huh. get to perform at a show, which I believe is in the View um, in Oban. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm I don't. Nobody's discussed settling, so I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be pretty short. Uh, so yeah, we get to go and sort of showcase our our this, what we're going to do yeah. on the day, and hopefully yeah. drum up a few votes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that happens to be on the 18th of April. Right. Um, so it's not long at all, is it? A couple no, of weeks. not long at all, yeah. and then. Fortunately, um, obviously Dougie being an Inverness, he'll, he'll come down for Inverness um, because we had a out of the blue a band called Take Today. Mm-hmm. We're based in Glasgow and are doing a sort of mini Scottish tour and there's sort of some smaller sort of towns and villages around around this neck of the woods. Right, okay. Um, they and I think to the to the band have got certainly got connections to the sort of Loch Elpred area, okay, uh-huh. Mid Argyll. Um, so they're do they've. They're putting on one of their gigs in uh, Craignish Village Hall in Ardfern, right. which I'm familiar with from from Mojo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they messaged me out of the blue and they'd cut, they'd found me on Facebook and brilliant asked me to support mm-hmm. them at their at their gig in Ardfern. Uh, they've also got support from Onova and the Easy Peelers. Uh, there's a couple of really cool bands that I've been sort of checking out and mm-hmm. on uh, Facebook since I since I've heard about this gig. But yeah, Take Today are really cool band. We've got some good songs, good energy about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, um, yeah, I was surprised and, and delighted to be playing that. So uh, that so both of those will be in the the, the Thursday night for the the open unsigned showcase, and mm-hmm. the Saturday night will be down. So I'm, I'm maximising while Dougie's here, getting as, <laughs> yeah. as many gigs out of him as Absolutely, I can. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I guess after that, it'll be fingers crossed for open live. Yeah, uh, and then. Uh, it'll be Mojo in October which I'll certainly be putting my name forward again because it was such a good experience fantastic and, um, yeah. so they're really well attended these gigs and mm, just mm-hmm. good laugh I'm fairly sure I won't be headlining it again but I'm completely fine with that and it'd uh, be nice to take the pressure off a wee bit and <laughs> uh, just sort of slot be in be comfortable kind of yeah, just slightly down the they let me play again I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm, I'm sure they will because mm. they're, they're a good bunch of uh, Guys and girls who who work on the committee there. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. But yeah, it's it's um, it's difficult in between work and yeah. family and mm-hmm. you know band members spread around the country. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's uh, I would I couldn't commit to a ton of gigs. So this is nice, you know, half a dozen gigs a year and yeah. writing songs and churning out EPs. I'll be I'll be quite happy with that. Yeah, that, that's brilliant because I guess kind of. Um, it must be kind of a hobby first and foremost. Definitely. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think at my age, it's, you know, fame and fortune are, are, are an unlikely outcome from this. I but never know. Uh, <laughs> Just writing songs, that's what I love doing is mm. writing songs mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And I love playing those songs on stage if I get the opportunity. So, mm. um, yeah, it's just a hobby. Some people play golf, play football, whatever. Yeah. I buy guitar pedals <laughs> and then work out what I'm going to do <laughs> with them. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so we're going to play um, the next track from your EP, A Place Both Wonderful and Strange. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a, an awful lot to say about this song. It just sort of, 
Okay, I wanted to, after writing a pretty sort of couple of pretty sort of heavy, rocky songs, I wanted to sort of maybe write something a bit slower, and it just had this weird sort of spooky vibe to it. Mm. And I was, it was actually Stuart that named it because I sort of said, oh, you know, I don't know why, but I keep thinking of Twin Peaks when <laughs> I, when I hear the song. Yeah. And and it was, so he named it a place both wonderful and strange, which I believe is. He's, he was the Twin Peaks fan, really, <laughs> yeah. and uh, he, he gave the song its name, so and we just stuck with it, yeah. Fantastic stuff. Here we go, then. A place both wonderful and strange.
Four Below There, a place both wonderful and strange. And Andy Bruce from Four Below's been joining us on tonight's show. Hello, I'm waving like you can <laughs> Like you do on radio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I was going to ask you about um, your forthcoming charity claim. Um, yeah, uh, that, that'll be interesting. So, um, yeah, my, uh, my mate Kevin Smith uh, is, is really his his thing. Um, and he's had, I don't think he'd mind me saying, but, you know, he's had some tough times and um, and I think he, he was a massive Frightened Rabbit fan. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And uh, Scott's death really, really hit home to him. And, I, you know, I think for a while he'd been wanting to do something. And it, the whole thing kind of snowballed really quickly. He sort of, he put it forward that he was going to climb Ben Nevis mm-hmm. for charity. Yep. Um, there's, for, for the CAM charity. Right. Which is... Um, I can't remember what it stands for now. I'll, I'll get that for <laughs> you me. Google that. Yeah, we'll do. It's uh, Radio Nerves. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, and also the Scott Hutchinson um, fund, and also, I think, laterally, we've added the Martin's Monday Club to the list oh, right, of charities okay. that right, we're right. going to donate to. Um, yeah, so Kev sort of said he was wanting to do it, and did anyone else want to do it with him? And, you know, a few of us chipped in. There's myself, Paul Storr, mm-hmm. um Kenan Kev's doing it as well. Mm-hmm. Aaron, our friend, he's going to do it too. And you know, and obviously Kevin Smith plays guitar, and Paul plays guitar. And I, I think it was myself that says, you know, what we should do is we should t- take our guitars up there and play a frightened rabbit song at the top of Ben Nevis. So, and right. I thought they would laugh at me, but they said, no, that's a great idea. Let's let's do that. Let's go for it. So, um, it's the campaign against living miserably. It's just ah right, okay, right, right. Um, there was a few acronyms yeah. came up. So yeah. So, uh, it's all mental health yes, charities, absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah. fundamentally. So, um, yeah, so we decided we were going to lug our guitars up to the top and play a Frightened Rabbit song at the top of Ben Nevis. Whether I've never been to the top of it, I would imagine it's quite windy, so we'll we'll take, <laughs> we'll record it, but it'll probably just be a lot of wind noise. But <laughs> we'll be giving it loudly at the top of Ben Nevis, uh, and uh, hopefully we can raise some money for these charities. Superb, yeah. Um, that is called After the... Uh, Frightened Rabbit song. Um, it's called the Mass Height Organ Fight. So, right. As opposed to the Midnight Organ Fight. <laughs> uh, so the Mass Height Organ Fight, uh, which is on Facebook. If you if you find that on Facebook, you can. There's links through to the Just Given page that you. Cool. Can we'll put a link to, to that from the show. Website yeah. As well, yeah. Yeah. Please do because yep. um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it as well. It's just um, we've been sort of putting in a little bit of training. We started <laughs> off. Started off small, we've just done Ben Laura a couple of times. Good, we yeah. Move up, we'll yeah. try and find something around the 600 metres. Right. Mm-hmm. Then 900, then 1200, then we'll be set for Nevis, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, so early starts on a Saturday morning, just getting up, getting it done, hiking up Ben Laura and back down again. I think we're doing it in about an hour and a half. Uh, and it's just mates just. Hanging out and, and chatting, and if you're having a chat in the whip, it's, ah, it's yeah. less. Yeah, you don't even notice less it. of a claim, isn't it? You don't even notice it. The first we did it the first time three weeks ago, and it was a proper whiteout snowstorm. <laughs> Couldn't see anything. Yeah. A week later, roasting sunshine, blue skies, could see for miles. It's yeah, amazing. yeah. It's well, been a long time since I've been that, to the top of Ben Laura, and that could well. be Ben Nevis, I guess, on any day. Well, you know, as I, well. Middle of summer, you could yeah, get snow. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, we're doing it in July, so there's plenty of time to donate and uh, yeah, plenty of yeah. time for us to get some practice in and mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. our fitness levels up again. Yeah. And are you going to be kind of uh, taking your guitars up in any of the practice claims as well? 
I'm not. I'm not sure. I'll wait for it to stop raining. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. do if it's raining. I won't be too pleased about taking my guitar up in a poly bag. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess we'll have to. We'll have to get used to yeah. carrying them. You can get uh, some pretty big canoe, very, canoe bags, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're not. I mean, I've got a bag for mine with my acoustic guitar, which is uh, like a you know like a backpack. Right. Yeah. I guess the worst thing will be like if it's windy, it'll it'll be like a sail. It'll be <laughs> you'll either be pushing you forward or pushing you backwards. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and there's. Um, there's a couple of non-players coming up with us to... Well, I think they're going to carry everything else. The kind of support well, team. They don't know that yet. But that's <laughs> or Sherpers or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously record it and, and and what have you. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to it because the, the practice climbs have been just good crackness. As I say, you just meet up with your mates and you go mm-hmm. for a bit of a wander and yeah. have a chat and sort of put the world to rights. And Fantastic. Well, we'll certainly be um, keeping an eye on how the um, how progress is going, how the fundraising's going and... We'll put a link to it. It's mass height. Mass height organ, organ fight. fight. Yeah. Great stuff. Brilliant. Okay, we'll play um, the penultimate track from your EP just now, Antidote. Antidote. Antidote was the first song that I wrote. Um, it was a kind of riff that I had knocking about for a wee while and hadn't done anything with. And that was what I put forward to... to there was the only track I had at the time when I put forward for the Mojo yeah, yeah. gig. So I kind of said... I'll write some more songs in this sort of sort of theme. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you give me a gig, kind of thing, and they were, as I say, as I said earlier, they were they were really uh, kind to offer me the headline slot, pretty much on the strength of that one song. But mm-hmm. I might, I don't know. I, I, I like the way this has been recorded. We, Stuart and I, just we're quite good at sort of chucking in different ideas. Yeah. And we do this sort of almost like these. Sh- we call them for you know when we're. We're working through the song. We call them the gang vocals, but they, they kind of sort of almost sort of shouting like a gang of people shouting right, in the background. Yeah. So we we're kind of experimenting with this on this track for the first time, and we've we've shoved it into a couple of other tracks as <laughs> as has become appropriate. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good song. And again, this one, the first song, it just came together so easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, just got in, got the vocals down, job done. <laughs> couple of days, that was it, start to finish. And uh, sent off to Mojo, and that's where it all started. Fantastic, great stuff. Well, let's listen to it now. Antidote.
Antidote there by Four Below. And it's the final part of tonight's show. I'm delighted to have been speaking to Andy Bruce from Four Below tonight. Who'd have thought I could have talked for an hour? Well, about just, just end, but I mean, we could have had a two hour show tonight and still uh, been coming up with original questioning and stuff like we'll that. We'll do that for the next EP. Exactly, yeah, okay. Yeah, which brings me on to my next question about um, kind of future kind of songwriting and, you know, your, your plans for kind of your own new material and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, well, I think when we started this project, we thought, I've never really done an album, and it's always something that's kind of created, and all the songs I've done, I think it, they end up with the signal fires, and they're songs I was hugely proud of, and mm-hmm. uh, such a, a great experience writing with John and Claire and Alex in the signal fires, and, you know, I still maintain that they're, they're good songs in their own right. Yeah, absolutely. We, we sort of did singles, really, and we, we finished with seven singles and an acoustic. An acoustic. We, re- we reworked some of them and mm-hmm. did a couple of new songs for an acoustic EP, but I've never really done an album. And I think um, I think originally we were going to just sort of write an album for Four Below, but we did the first EP just before, or just, uh, yeah, we pretty much had it a sort of unofficial version of it right, um, okay. ready for Mojo last year mm-hmm. uh, and then we went back and we looked at things and we remixed some of the tracks and things like that and had another sort of play about with it um, but I think what what we'd like to do now is we've always done the one five track EP mm-hmm. release a total of three over the course of this year so mm-hmm. um, the official uh, Alpha uh, EP came out in January Yeah, yeah. Um, and we'd like to do another one for around about open live time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. regardless of what happens with the inside <laughs> competition yeah. which would be June right? and then our third and final one um, in October for for Mojo because that would be a really sort of bring it full circle it's kind of where it, the, the start of the band's sure. first gig so to yeah. release our last EP at, at Mojo uh, 2019 would be would be really cool so yeah so three five track EPs a trilogy Alpha Beta, gamma, as you can, um, you know, as <laughs> yeah. you probably have predicted. Yeah, that's, it completes the set nicely, yeah. doesn't it? And yeah. then, um, so, um, so in terms of um, beta, um, we are. I think I've written about four tracks already for that. Right. Um, in v- so one, some are almost completely finished. Others, I need a bit more work on them. Sure. But uh-huh. Stuart's really busy with other stuff just now, so I've I've been. Patiently waiting in the sidelines to uh, for him to give me the nod that he's ready to start working on the next EP. But at the rate we we t- churn them out, that's um, uh, I think a June for another five tracks will be absolutely fine. Um, when the last song that you're going to play, Skin, mm-hmm. um, we um, when just before Mojo, it was, it was two weeks before Mojo, and mm-hmm. we'd, we'd got four tracks in the bag, and there was another couple of th- ideas sort of in the works. Um, I knew I'd need at least five tracks to be able to pull off a half-hour set. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I was saying to Stuart, I said, I don't know, I, said, I want, I want a song that's got a good intro, a kind of slow build, a nice, you know, a nice sort of atmospheric yeah. build up to the song to be our first song or my first song when we when yeah. I get on stage and yeah. and play it. Uh, so we wrote Skin on the Friday night. Mm-hmm. I went into the studio on the Saturday night to record it. Sent it to Stuart on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. He had it back to me on the Monday by lunchtime, <laughs> mixed. Yeah. And that was our opening song on the Saturday after that. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that's a pretty quick turnaround. 
that's um, that's efficient and uh, prodigious. At Doug, the same Dougie time, had right? a bit of a shock when he, when he said, "You've only got four songs." I said, "There's another one coming. coming don't yeah. worry. <laughs> it's in the pipeline. You've you got just, five days to uh, learn as it." As soon as I've finished it, you can have a copy of it so you can learn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and it worked well. It was our first song of the night, and it's uh, it was a bit of a more personal song that um, I don't tend to get very personal about um, you know my lyrics and things, but. <clears throat> Obviously, with um, Claire being ill, and Claire, was, Claire had um, breast cancer a couple of years ago, and she's on the main now. <clears throat> and uh, um, but yeah, and, and so there's a lot of references to that in the song, mm-hmm. and you know things about you know the scars and emotional and physical scars that that our treatment left her with. Sure. And uh, we, um, I'm not like welling up here. I've just picked that opportunity to get a, a really dry throat and I'm going to cough now but um, yeah so you know there's a lot of references and also even just thing about you know the lyric references about um, covering up cover cover my skin mm-hmm. and the lyrics is a, a reference to how Claire can't actually go out in the sun anymore because of her treatment so lots of little things like that uh, but yeah that was quite a personal song and I was, mm-hmm. I was really chuffed that she came on stage with me and played it mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. me at Mojo and uh, yeah, so that's probably the most personal song I've written, mm-hmm, I think, mm-hmm. Skin. But um, yeah, good song, I'm, I'm really pleased with it. And um, we're going to play it as April's track of the month in the show. Brilliant. And that, that's uh, in the lead up to Open Live as well. And Excellent. Yeah, we'll be playing, Thank you very much. playing that every week during April. So just to say thanks a lot, Andy, for coming in. That's Thank been, you for having me. It's, it's, it's been, been a, a really quick hour. It has been a very <laughs> quick hour. I was absolutely cacking it before we came in here. <laughs> uh, I'm not it's used after to nine o'clock, it's fine. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not used to being here on my own. You know, usually got other band members yeah, to yeah. take the rip out of. But um, yeah, I was really nervous actually, but it's been good. Yeah, yeah no, it's been tremendous and thanks very much. And uh, hopefully we'll see you again soon and um, hear your new, new material when it comes out. June, you'll be the first to get a copy of it. Fantastic stuff. Okay, that's it for tonight. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Uh, Dave's here for Transmission 2. Uh, we'll leave you tonight with the new track of the month for April. It's Four Below and Skin. And until the same time next week. Be good and you grow bonny. Cover me up. Cover me in. Cover my arms. Cover my skin. Shake my eyes from the tireless.
This time 